0: Wicked Smart Sports Guys is brought to you by SumaxBatteries.com, the go-to website for all your battery needs. Sumax Batteries carries a full line of super heavy-duty, ultra-alkaline, lithium, and button cell batteries. Sumax Batteries compares in quality to well-known national brands, and the best part? Sumox batteries are priced much lower than their competitors. Flashlights, remote controls, gaming controls, headphones, digital cameras, hearing aids, smoke lamps, whatever device you need a battery for, Sumox has the best batteries at the best price for your device. You can order a 24 pack of AA or AAA heavy duty batteries for only $5.99 or a 24 pack of ultra alkaline, ideal for all kinds of gaming high tech devices, at just $12.99. Order today and you to code Boston. That's coupon code, code Boston at checkout and save 20% off your entire order. Once again, that's code code Boston. All upper K's at checkout and say big today. Semifatteries.com, C E L L M X Batteries.com, the official sponsor of the Wicked Smart Sports Guys. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Wicked Smart Sports Guys podcast. Thanks as always to Dolly Dreams. For the intro music. This week, we're joined by host of the What a Hard O podcast and Patriots writer over at Guy Boston Sports, longtime friend of the pod, Colin Canada. Colin, how are you doing today? Yeah,
1: KJ, thanks for having me again, man. I, I always love coming on the podcast. I wish there was, uh, you know, some some better circumstances surrounding our Patriots at this point, but hey, this, you know, this is the world we're living in these days.
0: Yeah, you feeling sick at all? I, I hear something's going Yeah, around yeah as of
1: now, Lord, if, uh... Lord willing, we're still breathing clean. We're still feeling all right. So, uh, you know, I guess I guess I don't have whatever Cam Newton and Stefan Gilmore have.
0: <laughs> yeah, whatever that may be. Uh, all right. Well, obviously the news we we're referring to Cam Newton before the Kansas City game gets revealed Sunday mo- or Saturday morning, last Saturday morning, that he tests positive for COVID nineteen, and Stefan Gilmore follows uh, following the game against the Chiefs, which is not good news, especially for. Kansas City fans who weren't too happy to see Stefan Gilmore and Patrick Mahomes shaking hands after the game. So that's two positive cases, plus Bill Murray over on the practice squad. And who really knows how many more to come? We hope zero, and it's been zero for the last couple days here. But, you know, as we know with this virus, it can take some time before you test positive. I believe the incubation period is, I think, uh, five. I don't know. You hear different things, but one of the things I, I most recently read was that Any tests within seven days of potential exposure are a really, really poor litmus test of whether or not you have the virus in your system. So I know that's the news people don't want. That's not the news people want to hear, but that's the reality of the situation. So, Colin, where is your panic meter right now, as far as it pertains to this entire situation?
1: Uh, I'm not gonna lie. My my panic meter is getting higher, and you know maybe it's just because. It's the best offensive player and the best defensive player that the Patriots have. Maybe if you told me that two practice squad guys are the ones who had tested positive, I don't know if I'd be as worried, um, which, you know, at the end of the day, probably isn't the right thing to think because at the end of the day, these guys are all human beings and they're all, you know, trying to stay healthy enough to play football. But – I you know, my panic meter is rising because, it, you know, if it gets worse than this, then, you know, you're potentially missing games. Your bye week could get all messed up and, you know, having to make up a game and having to figure out the scheduling. So, you know, hope, hopefully for the sake of the Patriots, uh, you know, I know today on Friday there were no new positive cases for the Patriots. But if there are new positive cases on Saturday or on Sunday... Uh, The the game is at risk of getting postponed, and you really don't want to miss a game. So I'd rather go out there with the the Brian Hoyer-Jarrett Stidham combination again than miss a game against the Denver Broncos. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But my panic meter is rising by the day, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, the good news, if there is good news, is that the Patriots do have a bye week following their game against the Broncos. So it gives you a chance potentially to get healthy, you would hope, stay quarantined stay away from each other nobody else gets sick and maybe you're back ready to go weeks by week seven the unfortunate thing is you know i don't know if it works that way i just mentioned you know the the kind of how testing works and who knows what, what else is going to come down I certainly hope no one else is sick but there's so many different factors here that that i mean we're going to learn a lot about this virus in the next two weeks i think uh from a, a really experimental situation and in a, a, a real applicable situation, which you don't want people to get sick to learn something, but that's that's the way this is going to go in all likelihood. I'm at about a 9 on the panic meter partially because I just think, uh, you know, I, I really think this is a bad situation for the NFL as a whole. I, I mean, when you have players across multiple teams testing positive and you have so many people, like this isn't, Baseball, where the rosters are half the size, this is a lot of different people, and the staffs are bigger, and it's just it it seems like the likelihood that somebody else is going to catch it from whoever tests positive is is really likely. Like you said, I, th- I think there might be an element in it of hey, this is their most important player on offense and their most important player on defense, and if it was smaller names, maybe we wouldn't care as much. But the fact is, these are two of the NFL's biggest stars. And this is a problem. I think that as it pertains to this week, I'm not I'm not too concerned because the Broncos are a bad team. But if this spreads to especially to somebody like Bill Belichick, who by all accounts the you know the older kind of audience is is the most at risk with this virus. That's that's the biggest concern. I think that should be the biggest concern for everybody around New England. Is you, you of, of all the people you don't want to get sick, it's Bill Belichick's probably number one on that list. So you really really hope. That he's not going to come down with anything as a result of this.
1: Yeah, and you you know you saw him go from uh, I remember in the Seattle game he was barely wearing a mask. It it seemed like it was uh, barely even covering his mouth at that time. And then you see him in the Chiefs game and he's wearing double mask. He's got the N ninety five you know and then a cloth mask over it. So it seems like even Bill Belichick who you know tries to stay even keel at all times and not ever let anyone know that he's panicking or overthinking something. Um, you know, it's it's definitely getting to him too, and you know, you, you said it. Bill is no spring chicken. He, you know, he's he's getting older by the day. Obviously, just like all of us are. But you know, Bill's getting close to his seventies, and, and and once you get there, man, uh, you know, you're definitely in that quote unquote high risk territory. So, uh, you know, you'd rather see at this point whether it, you know, it is your best two players on offense and defense or not, at least it's not Bill Belichick. So I guess that's some type of silver lining uh, because, you know, the show can't really go on without Bill Belichick at this point. And, you know, we're hoping that he's the one who helps lead us to the promised land again without Tom Brady. So we'll, uh, we'll say our prayers that Bill stays healthy. That's for sure.
0: So there's another report out today that they're actually going to return to practice tomorrow morning. For uh, I should say Saturday morning. They, they said they hope to practice at 1030 uh, Saturday. So that, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's a little soon, I think still, but I, I guess if you're going to play, yeah, this is the only time you, you can return to practice. I mean, it's not like they can just not practice again ever. I mean, which who knows? I mean, that, that I don't really know. With this virus, it almost I'm almost inclined to say that might be, The best idea because you want to limit context as much as possible, but for practical football reasons, you just can't be expected to do that. So it's it's just, it adds to the kind of difficult situation they're in. But are you comfortable with them returning to the practice field tomorrow morning? See, I
1: don't know. You know, at the end of the day, I I hate to sound arrogant, but, you know, these are the Denver Broncos at the end of the day. I would hope that even with just uh, some Zoom run-throughs and and Zoom practices, uh, you know, to get the mental reps, that we'd still be able to beat the Denver Broncos and err on the side of caution. But, um, you know, you've seen with the Tennessee Titans, they've had a few days where they, you know, have negative tests and then follow up two days of negative tests with positive tests. I believe uh, Gilmore was Wednesday night the positive test came in. It was broke to the public on Thursday morning. Um, so, you know, I by no means do I think the Patriots are out of the woods. And, you know, you go back to practice tomorrow, um, you know, hopefully following all the protocols and being extra careful. But like I said you know, earlier, if if they have another few positive tests on Saturday, Sunday, whatever it may be, um, you know, then you're at risk of missing a game. And when you miss a game, that's when things really start to get even more complicated. So Monday at 5 p.m. is just fine with me as long as we can get the game in. But, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you want to get an in-person practice, but are you pushing it a little too far? Um, it, it's possible because, like, you know, like you said yourself, this virus is very unpredictable and you don't really know what happens um, you know, when you're inside of a week. So I guess we'll wait and see what happens. Um, you know, you hope that the NFL and, and you know, the Patriots staff uh, have a firm enough grasp on this situation. But it's it's definitely uh, it's choppy waters right now, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, and
0: people are already throwing out there, could Cam Newton return for this game? And doesn't seem like that's a good idea. I would certainly say it's not going to happen. But if he tests negative twice, there's going to be a lot of people saying, saying he should. And honestly, I don't have a reason why he shouldn't if that's the case. At the same time, it makes me feel nervous because he, the guy, just has a positive for the virus, and if he actually did have it, which I would assume, if he didn't, we would know now. If it was a false positive, we would know by now. So it it would be if he recovered from it that quick, I would be surprised. I don't know why people are so why this is such a prevalent thought that he could be back for this week. I think that look, you're lucky your bye week fell where it did because you need it right now, and you're lucky the Broncos fell where they did because, like you said. Look, yeah, last last week was ugly against Kansas City and the quarterback play was bad, but Denver's also a bad football team. So, I know this is kind of new area for like new new ground for the Patriots not being confident about their football team, but the fact is that even a bad even as a bad team if you're well coached, you should be able to beat Denver cuz Denver's a really really bad team. So, this shouldn't be an issue I think this week. But at the same time, you know, it, it's I don't know for sure, because when you lose players that are impactful as those two on both sides, it's it's tough. I mean, it's really going to affect how they play. I don't know. You know what? what losing Gilmore. I mean, he, you look at him for, for a guy that defensive player of the year was able to take out half the field, all that you know stuff you could say about him. And now how do you play? Are they still going to run the same kind of sets with, you know, seven, eight defensive backs out there, which they've been running a lot recently? Are they not going to do that? Are they going to go, you know, more traditional stuff against a Denver team that doesn't have a great passing attack? And right now, you know, their only real weapons, I guess, in the passing game are Jerry Judy and Noah Fant, who are good but young, and they don't exactly have a good quarterback thrown to them. And then you have Melvin Gordon, so... To deal with so what are you going to do there if you're are you going to change up your entire defense are the players ready for that because we know how weak how light they were on talent in the front seven to start the year at least the linebacking position lawrence guys played really well and, and chase winovich has played well so far this season too but it still makes me nervous like what what is losing two guys that are that are so important do You could, like i said the most important players on both sides of the ball what is what is that going to look like really for your team and uh, just confidence-wise, not having those players out there, are the guys going to feel like they're good enough to win this game without, you know, two of the—forget the, on their team, two of the most talented players in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you said it. You know, you got two—also, not just two of the most talented players, but these are two leaders of the team. I mean, Gilmore's obviously more of a leader by example and more of a, you know, kind of silent leader, but, um, you know, I, I, he means obviously a ton to that, that defensive group. Um, and with a weak front seven, you know, you, you might have to make an adjustment. The, the problem is, if you make an adjustment, who is that guy, um, you know, if you take a defensive back off the field and you add another guy in the front seven, who is that guy that steps up? Um, you know, it, it, it's a really interesting situation for the Patriots. And, you know, you, you don't know about Cam Newton. Obviously, you know, you need those two negative tests. And I'm not sure if they'd even tell us if he had gotten the first one, like, For all we know, he could have had the first negative test today. I'm not saying that's likely, but it's possible because they're obviously probably going to wait and try to hear, you know, okay, it's official he's going to be able to play this weekend before they let anything out to the public. Um, But, you know, like you said, man, it's an absolute blessing that it's Denver. Um, And, you know, you don't want to sound too arrogant because it's not the Patriots of the past. Um, where, you know, you're you're going to beat up on the weak teams. Obviously, with Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham at quarterback, nothing is a sure thing. Um, but I feel like even without those two guys, uh, you know, if Belichick is still healthy, like we said, um, I think he'll be able to figure something out to get by the Broncos. Um, and at the end of the day, if it was the Drew Locke-led Broncos, maybe I'd be a little bit more concerned. But it is the Brett Ripon led Broncos. I, I guess, um, you know... Drew Locke, from what I've read, is is questionable, and there's a possibility that he plays in this game, but it seems doubtful, and even, you know, him coming off injury, you don't know how confident you feel in him if you're a Broncos fan, so I think the Patriots should be fine, but, you know, at 2-2, two and two, and the Bills are 4-0, and oh, this is a game that you really need to win, regardless of who's on the field, regardless of who's, you know, tested positive and who hasn't. The Patriots really need to win this game because it's not really a forgiving schedule, and there's a lot of tough matchups still on that schedule. You know, you're gonna have to play the Bills twice, like I just mentioned. They haven't lost a game yet, um, and you, you know, you still got some of those West Coast games coming. So, I, I, you know, you you gotta hope that regardless of who's on the field on Monday at 5 p.m., that uh, that they can win this game.
0: Yeah, and and they've done well against tight ends this year, so no offense doesn't concern me. You just know. Stefan Gilmore would have locked Jerry Judy up. Like, that would have been welcome to the NFL rookie moment because I look at it as almost the inverse of what Devontae Adams did to Jeff Okuda in week one, where Devontae Adams just shredded Jeff Okuda. I, I would see this as the kind of opposite of that, like Jerry Judy getting a taste of what a real corner looks like a little bit. But you're right. I mean, it, we don't know about, about Newton and Gilmore's status as far as testing goes. Mike Reese doesn't even know. So, you know, Mike, if there's anything to know about the Patriots – Mike Reese knows it, and even even he came out and said, we haven't heard anything about the their status. We don't know if they're testing negative. We don't know anything. So there, it is really unknown what the status of those guys is. We, we see the reports about zero Patriots testing positive. That is That, that does not include those two, uh, and Bill Murray as well, even though we're, we're not going to talk about Bill Murray too much. But... You know, no no disrespect to him. I do hope he gets healthy, but, but Gilmore and Newton are, are much more pressing to this situation and obviously the team as a whole since Murray's on the practice squad. Anyway, the, the point is, the point being that we, we don't really know and I, I don't know if that's going to be made public information because we just haven't heard it so far. The concern is like, how does this affect your team long-term? Because someone like Eduardo Rodriguez for the Red Sox, this kept him out for the entire season. So it, what is the kind of risk for Gilmore and Newton? We all assume they should be able to get healthy rather quickly. I think we're all assuming that they, hopefully they'll come back after the bye week. Is that gonna be the case? Or could this be something that keeps them out a significant amount of time? And I, we don't. We just don't know. There's so little we know about this virus and how it affects people. We assume that because of, of anecdotal evidence of what we heard, well, it doesn't affect young people too much, but then you see the Rodriguez stuff and you know so much is still up in the air. So uh, that is something that concerns me a lot. And. This kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier this season about our expectations for the Patriots. And I, my expectations were low, and they've exceeded them so far. But now that we kind of are in this stage, it makes me concerned like, wow, with, with these two guys out and who knows for how long, you really could be dealing with a brutal season if you're not going to have your team at full strength because those two really mean everything to the team.
1: Yeah. I mean, you said it, those, those two guys are invaluable. I mean, if, uh, if you were to draw up and, you know, I I don't want to sound like, you know, it's, it's tough to talk about guys who are dealing with, you know, a serious virus and a serious sickness. So I don't want to come across the wrong way, but if you were to draw it up and say, if there's two guys that we really would love to keep safe from the virus, it's literally these two guys who have the virus right now. I mean, you know, most important guys on each side of the ball and, and, you know, you, you're really wishing now. Um, you know that Cam Newton was able to get into the end zone against Seattle because if you were sitting here at three and one, it would be a little bit easier to swallow that. Um, you know that that you're dealing with these type of issues, but the myocarditis is a real thing. I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez is is a sub 30 year old, um, you know, professional athlete who dealt with this, and he's not the only guy, but he's obviously the one that comes to mind because he's a Boston guy. But you don't know, like. Oh, you know what what happens if if Stefan Gilmore or cam Newton is is now out for the season because it's too much of a health risk for them to try to get back on the field i, I you know it it's very very uncharted waters for you know really everyone in the country but also these athletes because these athletes are trying to go out there and do their job the best that they can but at the end of the day there's a lot of unknowns for them too so you know you you gotta you know at the end of the day you get upset and you got to think about how do these guys feel you know how, how do these guys feel knowing that you know maybe they're putting their long term health at risk to go out there and try to play for you and try to get you wins on a sunday so it it's you know it, it's it's very interesting stuff um it's it's very scary stuff you know when when you break it down but i think i think the Patriots will be okay as long as there's no long-term uh, long term risk for either of these two players.
0: Well, if there is, I mean, look at their schedule beyond this game and beyond the bye week. When I list these games off, what is their record if they get the same quarterback play they got Monday night? You have the 49ers, you have the Bills, you have the Jets, you have the Ravens, the Texans, and the Cardinals. The only game i would mark as a guaranteed win if if we call anything a guaranteed win with with that kind of performance would be the jets you could be looking at one and five two and four there like the cardinals are you're not gonna be able to keep with the cardinals offense the texans i know they're in a bad way now but deshaun Watson, i'll take deshaun watson and company and who he has surrounding him even with that terrible coaching situation over the offense that you have right now so i i really like don't know if you're going to be able to put up points against, with the Ravens, certainly not. The Bills have, with have Josh, Josh Allen's been playing, certainly not. The 49ers now that Garoppolo and Debo Samuel are back, we'll see how that offense looks. And we know their running backs are just crazy how, how talented those two are, those guys are in the backfield. So I just, I, I, I'm i very concerned that if things don't get, if they don't get the return of Cam Newton, like this is a tough schedule coming up, they're really going to be in some trouble. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm talking about the most is like, if, if you do not get Newton back this season, obviously, I think we would say is over, which uh, we, we wouldn't be talking about before, you know, and I, I, people were kind of excited about what they saw with what they had maybe in Jared Stidham before the season. I think we can safely say now that it is nothing special and you need Cam Newton back or this season is, is not going to go well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it because uh, I tried to stay optimistic about Jared Stidham um, and, you know, think that you know, oh, Bill has this much faith in him. You know, he hasn't tried to get another quarterback. Uh, He must, you know, think that Jared Stidham is going to be a successful NFL quarterback. And the in Bill we trust only goes so far until all of a sudden he, you know, really out of left field picks up Cam Newton late in the offseason and brings him into... You know, what I would assume, especially with Stidham having an injury during training camp, was an easy win of the starting job for Cam Newton. So I would agree. Without Cam Newton, the season is probably over. Um, but you know what? I, I kind of thought this season was over before it really even started. And I think we sat on here and I said 8-8 eight and eight, and you said, you know, 7-9 and nine to 8-8. Eight and eight. Um if Cam is able to is, is able to stay on the field, I think there's a real chance that they could be a little bit better than that and squeak into one of those extra wild card spots. So I'm trying, cautiously, we'll call it cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, there have been plenty of NFL players who have tested positive and, you know, been able to get back out onto the field, but there are cases like, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez like we just talked about and Kendrick Nunn wasn't the same after he recovered from the virus and, and got into the bubble. So, I mean there's there's definitely risk there and i think at the end of the day you have to make sure that the player and the human being is healthy enough to keep moving forward because you know you don't want to be the organization that pushes a guy too far and now he's got long term health risks cuz then you're not going to get a free agent you're not going to have anybody in the draft that wants to come play for you so it it's really it's a cluster you know what at this point and, and you know the patriots have to navigate it and I'm glad it's Bill Belichick trying to navigate the ship, but I, I don't think anybody, because we've seen that nobody in the country really has the answers for this. So it it's it's difficult, it's tough, and you know you're going to have to move forward with whatever you got, and well, you know time will tell what we've quote unquote got, but you know you got to hope that what we've got consists of Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore being back on the field.
0: What are your thoughts on them going out to dinner together reportedly Friday night, which was something Schefter reported happened and that he saw or somebody else saw and reported to him, which, and specifically, but just besides them doing that, what are your thoughts on Gilmore kind of not taking, what, what responsibility did he have to take himself out of the game and say, you know what, it is not safe for, for my teammates, for the opponent, for anybody that I be involved in this game, and not, not just the Patriots taking him because... I know there's been some people speculating, did the Patriots know, did they not? Who knows with that? But what responsibility did Gilmore have to say, you know what, I shouldn't be playing in this game and taking himself out? Yeah, no,
1: it's it's a really good point, and, you know, I will never know what goes on inside those walls. If, you know, if I could have been a fly on the wall in the Patriots facility, I would have done it 10 years ago, but, um, you know, it at some point you have an obligation to be honest and tell the truth because if Stephon Gilmore knows, okay, I'm about to board a plane to Kansas City and I'm about to play a football game and I was out to dinner with Cam Newton the night before he tested positive, I mean, that, that seems like something you'd want to inform people of. So I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's tough for me to sit here. You know, I've done the outdoor dining, I've taken my girlfriend, I've gone with my parents, whatever, to do the outdoor dining, and you wear your mask till you're at the table, and you try to follow the protocols and be as safe as you possibly can, but when a guy that you were directly with sitting across the table from tests positive, you would think that you probably would want to make sure that you're 100% negative for that 5 to 7 to even 10 days before you go out and play a football game and then you get the people on Twitter who are saying oh Stefan Gilmore goes and daps up Patrick Mahomes there's the cheater Patriots trying to take down the you know the best quarterback in the NFL so um, I, I don't know it it seems like it probably wasn't the greatest decision on Stefan Gilmore's you know part but we don't know and, and we'll never know what he told those people or you know if the people said you know you've tested negative so you're still fine whatever it may be but you know it's It's definitely an interesting wrinkle to the situation. And, uh, you know, Schefter has always got his finger on the pulse of what's going on. And and that was a a big report that I don't think actually got enough publicity.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, I'm the same way. I went out to dinner with my family once and I went out with my friends one or two times. And I'm sure 90% of people listening or some significant percentage – have gone out to eat at some point during this pandemic so the act of going out to dinner with cam newton i don't inherently blame him for i don't think that is by any means the worst thing in the world and i think that a lot of people are guilty of that however once newton tests positive the next morning and presumably that's just when we found out about it presumably they knew about it that night while they i don't know if it was after their dinner was over or during it but that's when that's when the tests come back. So I assume that's when they figured it out, or that's when the tests can come back. I I don't know. It could have been the next morning. Either way, if you're Stephon Gilmore, I feel like you have a responsibility. Like if it was me, I would I would certainly be the one saying I shouldn't be going. I I could be at huge a huge risk to people here. And if other people end up getting it, then I, I'm kind of gonna look at that. I mean I I don't know that I'm gonna put all this astronomical amount of blame on Stephon Gilmore because. Who knows? The Patriots could have just easily looked at him and said, and maybe he did uh, raise some concerns about that. And they said, well, look, the, the NFL's protocols do not require you to stay home. They don't. That would be a decision you're making. And if you do that, then you're going to be fined or you're going to have this happen or whatever. I don't know if that again, You it's kind of goes back to what you're saying. We don't really know 100 percent, but uh, that could have been, easily been the case. And Stefan Gubel would have said, well, I guess the league doesn't prohibit me from playing. So I guess I'm going. And then. This all breaks out, and it goes back to what Bill Belichick kind of said in his press conference this week where he said, we followed what the league told us to do, which, you know, and the kind of unspoken part of that is they didn't tell us Stefan Gilmore couldn't come, and it, they didn't say if you've been out to dinner, I guess, with somebody, uh, then you couldn't come. Like, I, you know, they, they put all—a lot of people were in close contact with, with Cam Newton this week. Stefan Gilmore wasn't the only one. They were all at practice with him and, you know, everything like that, so— is going out to dinner, does going out to dinner with him put Stefan Gilmore at that much more risk than the offensive linemen that he's so close to or, you know, the receivers he's throwing the ball to? I don't know. I You know, and the and league probably doesn't know 100%. So they're just saying, you know, all right, whatever, just throw all the people that were in close contact with him into a bucket and those are the people that, that you know, we have to be careful of, but they're going to go ahead and play anyway. So... All of that is very concerning to me, and I, I I don't want to speculate on how they handled that situation, but I I go back to the same thought that that Gilmore for no matter who's did made that decision, he should not have played Monday night. Yeah,
1: and and I mean the Patriots they quote unquote had the the COVID exposed plane and the guys who were exposed to Cam Newton, and then they had the plane of the guys who weren't as closely exposed to Cam Newton. Um, and, and I don't know if that's just, a you know, an attempt from the NFL to say, hey, at least we tried, um, you know, we, we at least tried to separate the guys who were in close exposure and the guys who weren't in close exposure. Um, but, you know, I, I really agree with you at the end. Of that. As much as we would love to have Stephon Gilmore out there against the Chiefs trying to guard one of the, you know, 500 weapons that it seems like they have, um, you know, it probably would have, you know, boded a little bit better for the team if he didn't play and you didn't have all these question marks because, you know, he he he's in close contact with the defense on the sideline and, and you know, once you get out there on game day, they're not wearing their masks. So yeah, they're supposed to be wearing their masks in the facility and the, you know, the protocols tell you that you're wearing your mask anytime that you're not, you know, literally wearing a helmet and getting after it, but um, you know, on game day, he was completely exposing himself to other people. So, you know, I I think, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I think the Patriots are lucky that so far, knock on wood, so far – They have not had more positive tests yet, Um, but, you know, that could have been something that was literally the downfall of the whole team, and if, you know, Stephon Gilmore spreads it to a couple guys who now don't know that they're positive, and they spread it to more guys, then you're looking at a situation like the Titans, and, you know, (laughs) the Titans might miss another game, and it might be in complete disaster scenario. They're saying they might lose a draft pick or have a suspension for the coach, you know. I mean, that is where you don't want to get, so hopefully it doesn't get to that point for the Patriots, but, you know. It could have gotten a lot worse than it seems to be right now. So uh, hopefully uh, everybody's learning a lesson from this situation.
0: And Colin, what you said at the beginning of that, I want to go back to because that is a sentiment that is heavy in an article I'm posting tomorrow. And I don't want to show too much of my hand because it's a big article. It's a big story that I'm working on, very important. But that first thing you said, so the league can say we tried. I think that's a sentiment that the league finds very useful this season it's about being able to say you tried and that is that is key that's all i'm willing to reveal if you want to see more that article will be up saturday morning on guybossetsports.com very big article i've been working on for a few few days pretty much all week and it's it's uh touches on a lot of that kind of trying from the league and it goes goes into depth on that but i don't want to reveal too much there but it goes back to what we're facing this week and them moving back the Broncos game when, as I said earlier, that that's, there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to play that game on Monday, even if everybody tests negative up until that game. There is no guarantee that the players on that field don't have the virus and they didn't catch it from one of these players because, as I said earlier, a report, again, that's going to be involved in that story tomorrow. It takes more than seven days to find out if someone who was exposed to the coronavirus caught it. It takes more than that amount of time. So everybody on that field, who a lot of them, if not all of them, were close to Stefan Gilmore on Monday night, they're all going to, to the, their statuses are still all going to be unknown. And if anything, I think that the, they said the two days up to when you actually test positive or get symptoms or whatever it is, that is when you're most contagious. So moving the game back one day does nothing it has really almost no tangible benefit and it might even make things worse if players are more contagious by the time they're actually playing that game but you still don't know they have the virus so it's just it it goes back to that same central thought that the leagues can the league can say hey we tried we pushed the game back one day we that's us trying and they have that little excuse for themselves they can keep going back to that so that's what I think about them pushing back the game. It's just something they can point to and say, "We did that. It just didn't work, And they have their little out.
1: yeah. And, and you know, at the end of the day, what what do we really think about the NFL here? I mean, I think the NFL has proven time and time again that they're they're more worried about getting the product on the field and making their television money and this and that. And they're not as much worried about the the human beings. And I think that's something that even fans, not just the league, forgets. It's not, these guys aren't just players. They are human beings who have to go home to their families at some point and have to, you know, live a life beyond football. And, you know, you've seen, like we've talked about, you've seen players who are, you know, potentially going to have long term side effects from this virus. So is it the NFL just protecting themselves or is it the NFL actually caring? about the well-being of their players. And, you know, I think it's the former there as opposed to the latter. Um, You know, and I don't think I'm, you know, on some hot take machine saying that, you know, the NFL really just cares about themselves and the NFL just cares about, you know, having some type of product that the fans can watch. They'll still make their TV month, their TV money on Sunday and Monday, and they'll be able to move on and say, Oh, at least we tried. Um, But, you know, in a situation like this, Trying doesn't really seem to be enough because they tried to have no positive tests. They tried to have no outbreaks within teams. um, and, And, you know, the Patriots aren't even the worst of that. Like I mentioned, the Tennessee Titans are a complete disaster. The Tennessee Titans have broken protocols and not worn their masks and, you know, all this stuff. So it's, you know, it's a sticky spot. Obviously, you know, the NFL is in an unenviable position because you're, you know, all these other sports have been able to at least, you know, MLB had some some outbreak at the beginning of the season, but they've been able to, you know, pull it off enough that they're, you know, in the thick of their postseason right now, and the, the bubbles for the NHL and the NBA played out well. So the NFL, I feel like, has pressure to get the job done and be able to deliver that product on the weekends for fans to watch, but, you know, if this gets worse and and other teams are having the same issues and they're trying to force in games and, you know, say they force in this Patriots Broncos game and then on, you know, next Wednesday or next Thursday, by the time the incubation period is, is, you know, enough for the players to actually test positive. You have positive tests on both sides. I mean, then the NFL is in full disaster mode. They're going to be in damage control mode. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's a disaster. It really is. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, the whole country, the whole world is dealing with this disaster. Um, So it's easier to sit here and say that the NFL is screwing it up. But, you know, I feel like they could be doing more. And I feel like they could be at least being a little bit more conscious of, you know, what I said earlier, that these guys are human beings, that they have families, and that they have, you know, a full life to live beyond football. And that going out there on a Sunday and getting on the gridiron is not the only thing that matters to these guys. So, the NFL has to figure out some way to get better because if there's more, you know, team outbreaks, it's it's only going to go more downhill for their, you know, view in the public eye.
0: Yeah, and and you reminded you didn't quite say it in, in in so many words, but you did remind me of one of my favorite lines, if not my favorite line in the entire article. And I'm not going to say it here. I, I do want people to read it. I don't want to just read my whole article out on this podcast. So please go check that out. But it is it is uh. I think you're right. You're right. I think a lot of what you said there uh, hits the hits the nail on the head. Any actual game thoughts? Because there is there's, there's still a game being played, and this is still a Patriots podcast. So, any actual thoughts on the the game that's going to happen, presumably on Monday at five p.m.
1: The Damian Harris show. That that's my thoughts. Um, because, I, you know, I'm sitting here just assuming that Cam Newton isn't going to be able to play. And like you mentioned earlier in the show, Mike Reese, uh, you know, if Mike Reese doesn't even know, then nobody knows because Mike Reese knows everything about what's going on in that locker room, uh, you know, and going on with that team. Um, so I guess there, you know, there's still a chance. Absolutely, there's still a chance that Cam Newton could play. But I'm going to speak about the game, assuming that he won't play and assuming that, you know, whatever, six days, seven days, having the virus is not enough to test negative twice. Um, so, well, you know, we'll assume that if Cam Newton doesn't play, it's not going to be Brian Hoyer who had, you know, two complete meltdowns in that game. And, you know, I hate to say it, he didn't play horribly. He led some decent drives that were just killed by, by his stupidity. And I, I hate to say stupidity, but I don't really have a better term. Um, You know, as a veteran quarterback, especially one that plays for the Patriots, you got to know better than to leave six points on the field. One of the plays you should have thrown out the back of the end zone. The other play, all he had to do was do the good old Tom Brady. When the pocket's closing, just grab that ball, tuck it into your chest, and fall to the ground. Let Nick Folk come out there and kick a field goal to at least get some points on the board. But I have to assume because of those gaffes and those mistakes for Mr. Hoyer, that it would be Jarrett Stidham, um, you know, I think it was, you know, it was a tough spot. I bet Bill probably wanted to play Stidham against Kansas City, but do you really want to throw a guy out there knowing that, you know, maybe by the next week at that time, Bill doesn't know, so he's thinking maybe Cam Newton's going to play against Denver. Do we really want to throw Jarrett Stidham out there against the Kansas City Chiefs? Because you never know what you're going to get from the Chiefs and absolutely demolish his confidence and then have him have to sit on the bench the rest of the season while Cam Newton plays uh, you know, and kind of marinate in, in his mistakes and, you know, his, his downfalls against the Chiefs. So I, I understand why he didn't start, but I would have to think, I would have to think that it would be Jarrett Stidham and not Brian Hoyer if it's not Cam Newton this weekend against the Broncos. Um, so it, like I said, pound the rock. Pound the rock. You saw, you know, some some really encouraging stuff from Damian Harris. Um, and, you know, the defense only allowed tw- uh, 19 points. Actually, it wasn't, yeah, it was 19, not 20 points. Uh, obviously, you had the pick six where Edelman dropped the ball into Tyron Matthews' hands, uh, 26-10 final. So, 19 points against the Chiefs. If the defense can go out there and hold the Denver Broncos to 19 points you would have to think that with their banged up defense and you know missing a ton of key parts of their team that even with Jared Stidham we, you know we can run the ball and dink and dunk enough to score more than 19 points so I still think there's a lot of optimism to get a win but like I said that schedule doesn't look great so regardless of who's playing quarterback regardless of you know what players are out there and, you know, what players may test positive. You have to win this game. You have to get to three and two, you know, then you have the bye week. Then you have some really tough matchups after the bye week. So, um, you know, I, I would look for the Patriots to, you know, play the classic ball control game and, you know, try their best to, you know, possess possess the ball enough to eat some clock and, you know, not allow the Broncos to really get a rhythm and, you know, rely on the defense. But we'll see, man, uh, you know, without without Cam Newton – all bets are off in my opinion. So, I you know, I would I would hope that they can get a victory without those two guys, but um, you know, anything can happen out there. You know, it's the National Football League. We never know what's going to come next.
0: I think my biggest game thought is probably from a personnel standpoint, it seems pretty obvious. Denver doesn't have a good quarterback. You have lost a lot of talent in the front seven. You're playing a lot of defensive backs. Seems pretty cut and dry. They just signed Melvin Gordon, who actually has been pretty good this season, just him himself. But the Denver running game hasn't been that good. If you look at the statistics, that doesn't really bear out. The Patriots haven't been too bad against the run, and they've actually played some really good running backs. Denver hasn't been good at all in yards per carry and total yards, but Melvin Gordon's putting up numbers. So I don't really know if what's going to happen. I feel like I would assume... Denver is going to be able to run the ball just based on the personnel, but the statistics suggest otherwise. So I think that's the biggest factor in this game. If you can stop Denver from running the ball, which the numbers say you should, the personnel say you shouldn't, uh, that's going to be the swing. And it's still very early, so I don't know if we want to trust the numbers or not. Too small of a sample size, whatever you want to call it. But that's the biggest factor in this game. That's the one game thought I would say I have other than... I don't assume the quarterback play for the for either team really will be all that good. So those are those are the two biggest things. But Colin, thank you for coming on the show and talking about this with with us. I really do appreciate it. And guys, go check out his podcast. What a hardo. Be sure to give that a listen. But Colin, again, once again, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, KJ, you know, always my pleasure to come on the show. I, I enjoy chopping it up with you every time. Um, and you know. Well, hope that the Patriots, you know, stay clean from any more positive tests, are able to play their football game on Monday at 5 p.m., hopefully beat the Broncos, move on to the bye week, and, you know, kind of get a a much-needed reset moving forward with their season. But like I said, I always appreciate coming on. I always appreciate you having me, so uh, I look forward to next time.
0: All right, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at KJO, Follow the pod on Twitter. Apple Get smart pod. Check out everything over at Guy Boss in Sports, including that article I mentioned earlier. Spent a lot of time on that. It's a big piece, so be sure to check that out. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.